How would you feel if no one ever copied you? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Like, Wounding. Yeah, I know. I thought, I would be good. And he's like, well, yeah. So, and I guess it's the whole, it's flattery, but the way that he worded, like, really is, is like how I had to hear it. I'm going to really have to think about that. How will I feel if no one ever copies me? We're all about helping you to save time, make money, and we love an easy life. That's why we've partnered with Timely, because we love their easy-to-use online booking system. New customers can get 50% off their first three months. Go to gettimely.com and use the offer code COFFEE50. Welcome to the Coffee Isn't Lunch podcast. I'm Hayley Jepson. And I'm Maddie Cook. And we coach ambitious hair and beauty professionals to create a business and life they can be proud of without burning out along the way. We're on a mission to rid the industry of old-school harmful hustle culture while cutting through the toxic positivity BS. Join us for industry hot takes, strategies you can actually use and plenty of real talk. You ready? Let's dive in. Hi Maddie, how are you? Hello honey, I am grand, how are you? I'm good. So today I thought Mm -hmm. we would talk about quite an interesting topic. I know you have quite a lot to say about this, uh, which is copycats, people copying you. Oh lord. Yeah. <laughs> this to me is like your unpaid therapist topic. It yes. makes me go, ah, wins. You're like, yeah. yeah, if you're watching on you, go watch on YouTube and watch Maddie Quinn grimacing, stroke, yeah. feel angry. And so, how is this showing up for you in your business? Like, how are you, are you seeing this? Yeah. So, I see it kind of externally in my Facebook group where all of the things are seen. So, I've seen it ranging from like a kind of lower level where maybe someone's copied someone else's like packages or the name of how you know like gold silver bronze but a different name maybe they've copied price lists to them having what I'd say is like a more mid-level thing like they're copying their captions so they've just tweaked them a little bit or just copy and pasted Mm. all the way to what I would say is much more extreme which is like they've literally stolen their photos they're passing off their work as theirs I've seen that actually quite a few times Wow, I mean that is naughty, isn't it? Very ballsy. Yes. Very naughty. Where where have you seen it in like your work, your clients and stuff? It turns up for me in one-to-one coaching, you know, where people feel really upset and actually scared yeah. because say someone's opened up down the road and nicked their branding. Yeah. And how they actually feel is scared. They're angry, yeah. but it makes them feel scared. It's worrying. You know, you just think, yeah. what's going to happen? And so I see people copying, you know, price lists, branding, how they've decorated their space, you know, yeah, all like that, stuff. isn't it? You yeah. know, they've opened up down yeah. the road and got the same wallpaper. And so, yeah, I, I think it's common in our industry. Yeah. And what about you pers- personally, if you experience this like yourself? I don't think I've, I, I mean, I'm waiting. I'm literally waiting for it. I, I've not experienced yeah. it in my business, not in any big way at all. Mm-hmm. But I've experienced it a lot in my personal life. Believe it or not, people copy my clothes a lot and stuff like that. Like oh, literally since I was a teenager, I've had friends who've started dressing like me and stuff like oh, that. And, oh, I don't yeah. love it. I mean, I feel yeah. really like, I don't know. It makes me feel icky. But in my yeah. business, I've not I, I've not noticed it yet. But it's so interesting. People sometimes say to me, I think this person's going to start copying you. Keep your eyes out. <laughs> so I get warned that people. Yeah, there's there's definitely people that I've seen where I think, oh, this is veering into Hurley territory where it's a bit like, 
let's keep an eye and see how this pans out. Not nothing like full yes. blown, but there's definitely like we're treading into that. I think. Yeah, and I think what I do is new. Mm-hmm. like genuinely new in the industry yeah. you know that real crossover of psychotherapy and hairdressing and you know I think it is pretty new but there's going to be more people who are going to start talking about mental health and so I think it's fine isn't it you know there's room for everyone and I, I'd love more people to be talking about mental health it's when they start using your turn of phrase isn't it and your metaphors yeah. and all of that yeah. stuff yes yeah. what about you Maddie? <laughs> so <laughs> how's, how's that um yeah I I feel like this happens to you a lot and so tell us about your experience with copycats yeah so in personal life um I've had someone copy my tattoos which is really weird there's no going back but also just like not good versions I had someone who asked my <laughs> tattoo artist to literally took a picture of my tattoo to my artist and said would you do this and he was like well and where did they get it from like Facebook just in, she, she worked with me, so she worked in in an office with me. Never never spoke to me, and then we'd just like crop up with these tattoos, and people would tell me like at the at like the coffee machine, they'd be like, oh, "Have you seen so and so?" So if I remember this right, she took it to to my artist, and he was like, "Well, no, this was like a custom piece, but I can I can do something different, and this is the price." And she didn't want to pay, so she went somewhere cheaper, but got like the same, but not as good. Mm. That that's a little bit strange. And yeah, the same, like, sort odd. of clothes. I think, yeah, no one wants to look like an adult twin, like, dress the same as someone else. So that's no. just a bit strange, like you say. It gives you the ick. You look like you're in a girl band. I always say that. I feel yeah, like I yeah. don't want to look like I'm in a girl band, you know? Yeah. Do you know, you like you might, like, accidentally twin with your mates. It was a day that we all came out in pleather leggings and, like, band shirts. And I was like, this is very girl band. <laughs> but, like, we have, like, similar sorts of styles. Yeah, I mean, in business, I have had my salon homepage copy and pasted, like, literally copy and pasted and I fell upon this page I thought oh that really sounds like me and then I looked at mine which I hadn't obviously written or edited for ages it was identical no. I've had someone copy and paste my price list for extensions and knock a fiver off everything like word for word how they describe the methods and it was someone local as well so there's there's that whole thing of you know the the worry of like clients might go to them or, or see them and go oh well Les is yeah. a little bit cheaper but Interestingly, I, I spoke about it in my salon and I was talking to one of my clients and she was like, Maddie, it could be 50 quid less. Like no one's going to go for a fiver. I was like, that's nice and reassuring. It is funny how it makes you feel scared though, doesn't it? That's what I notice. Yeah, it's like the it. initial feeling, isn't it? It's, yeah, there's like a sort of oof kind of initial feeling. Mm-hmm. I had my Price and Masterclass copied, I think after I'd done it two times or three times. Mm. and. I got tipped off for that by an absolute stranger who this is this is what's really lovely in this whole thing of, of copycats is that I get told it's I don't tend to find them people tell me. Yeah. And I think when you've got really lovely loyal clients, especially who, you know, followed you, they're like, oh geez, they know all of your kind of phrases and how you know how you word things and how you teach things. Mm-hmm. And I just got this message being like, Oh, you don't know me, but have you licensed your webinar? I was on it on Monday and I've just seen someone else. And she was like, it's really similar. And sometimes sometimes people think people are copying you, but they're not. They're just talking about yeah. pricing or, you know, boundaries or whatever for you. And anyway, I, I got hold of it and I was just about to do a, a live webinar. So I said to Aidan, would you mind just watching the two 
like on headphones he'd obviously heard me practicing mine and doing mine so he knew mine like pretty much word for word and we lived in a tiny flat so we were both in the front room and he he just looked at me while I was delivering and he just sort of shook his head he was like this is yours Uh, (laughs) so that was the fastest (laughs) it's ever happened what's really hard about that one is that was like when it was your baby like you'd only done it two or three times you'd worked so hard on it That'd be yeah, more nerve-wracking than if someone copied you now when you've done it like thousands of times. Yeah, and and now when you've done it, th- like I've done it now to 20,000 people. So like anyone who replicates like a, a bit of it or a phrase that I use, like like her down the road's like a big phrase that I, that I use in pricing. Yeah. So many people attribute that to me that as soon as that comes up anywhere else, people go, it's a bit like Rockstar mm. clients. They'll just go, that's yeah. funny. Whereas when something's new for you, the concert, I think the, back to your point of the fear is, what if someone sees hers and then thinks I'm copying yeah. when obviously yes. you know that you put all this kind of work into it. And that's the thing that you don't want to, you don't want to be seen as a person who's copying when that's like not your sort of style. And yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I've had various other bits and bobs cop- copied literally before we hit record on this. I got a DM saying someone's yeah. copied your content from yesterday. It's been copied less than 24 hours later. Wow. And the sad thing is, is that now in this world, it's usually ex-students or ex-clients, yeah, which is tricky for other yeah. reasons. But um, I would love to know from your perspective, as the brains of this operation, Hayley, why <laughs> did... <laughs> You're the brains on the brawn. <laughs> um, why do people feel compelled to copy? And also, why do you think it feels so shitty when it when it happens to be on the receiving end? Oh, it's just, it's so awful, isn't it? I think people copy other people for strange reasons, really. I think some people do it when they've not really got a strong sense of their own identity. Mm. You know, when they're a, and maybe a little bit underconfident, uh, and maybe they're like, I want to wear, I'd really like to get loads of tattoos and be bold. Mm-hmm. And and then when they see someone like you, they're like, oh, I'm going to do it. And instead of doing it in their own way, they do it like you. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they've not quite found their sense of style. And I think when you're looking around for your sense of style or your branding, and you're really unsure of what you want it to be like, I think you can fall into copying other people. And so I think it's sometimes about not having a strong sense of personal identity around your, mm. you know, how you dress your business, you know, not being clear on who you are and what you want to do. I think that sometimes though people, people don't know they're doing it. Yeah. You know, they're looking around for inspiration and they absorb things and then it comes out and they think it's theirs. Yeah. I think genuinely some people don't think that they're copying you. They've just kind of absorbed it. And I think we're all getting inspiration from everywhere. I'm doing it. You're doing it. You know, I'm paying oh, yeah. attention to what's going on. But you've all, if you find inspiration, it's always got to come from your voice then, hasn't it? It's got to go through the filter of Haley or Maddie or whatever yeah. and come out in really a completely different way. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think it's about not knowing that you're doing it and being unsure. But I also think people sometimes copy people to impress people. Like to impress the person. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's imagine that girl in the office. She just wanted to impress you by getting tattoos like you. You can see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel great, but yeah. I think sometimes do it. People do it to get close to people that they want to be mm-hmm. friends with or they mm-hmm. admire. And they do yeah. it in a clumsy way to get close to someone. I mean, it actually pushes them away. 
But I think sometimes we do it to impress people or to get closer to them. Yeah, I think I can kind of tell, like there's been a couple where someone was kind of using the a lot of the phrasing that I use. And when I looked at it, if she wasn't like selling anything, she wasn't doing like trying to kind of do what I do, like coaching or education. It was just how she was speaking to her clients. And I thought, do you know what? That falls into that category of like, she's absorbed it. Obviously we teach in a way that, for people to understand it really easy. So a lot of that is like metaphors or yeah. storytelling or phrases that are just really easy to, you know, like for you, secret deal and, you know, things like this. Yeah. Okay, I'll kick it down the road. So <laughs> I love that. And sometimes that can get like absorbed and repeated. So I, although sometimes people will send me something and go, oh, this person's saying this. When I look at it, I try and be really objective and I think, do you know what? I think that they've just learned it. They've now got a phrase for that. They've got words for it. And and that's how they're describing it. Like, that's fine. That's okay. And also, I think we've got to reconcile, like, if we have a, a mission or a message, like, which we, which we both do, we kind of want people to be sharing that, you know, yeah. as, as far and wide. Like, I want people to be telling their other colleagues and friends in the industry about you know deserving to charge more and not comparing to her down the road so I can't be mad if someone says that it's when it becomes like an IP issue and they're like I'm going to literally take your intellectual property and pass it off as mine and I'm going to maybe do that to, yeah. to, to get paid yeah I think it's so interesting that what we've been talking about how it's so much more worrying when you've just written it as opposed to when it's yeah. five years old because yeah, there's so yeah, much yeah. more evidence it's yours. But imagine if you just had this brilliant idea or you've just decorated a salon really differently and someone copies yeah. it straight away. There's more chance for blurriness, isn't there? Yeah, because it's like, who did it first? Who did it if first? If it's so close and, together. Uh, yeah, that's the feeling. It's like a oh, sort of feeling. Oh. But I think there is a panic and there's a panic that, A, people will think you're copying them, but there's also mm. this panic that you're going to lose something. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. You know, whether it be revenue, money. Yeah. But when people just copy your style, it can feel a little bit invasive, can't it? Like you're losing your sense of self. Yeah. Yeah, Particularly if you're someone who likes to think of themselves as being a bit more individual and doesn't like to look like Mm -hmm. everybody else. When Mm -hmm. someone does that, it's like it takes away that individuality and it just doesn't feel nice. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It it just feels like a loss of some, a loss or a potential loss is like how it sort of what it boils yeah. down to. Yeah. yeah, I think it's about loss. Yeah, and I wanted to kind of think about how often there will be people who do the same type of thing as you. And we can't, you know, mm-hmm. we, you can't just be the one person on earth who talks about this particular thing. Yeah, I can't own mental health. Yeah, like you don't, I don't have, although people might argue that we are the gaffer on these things, but it's like, I think that we can sort of reconcile that pretty well. So for example, we both do, like we have a crossover in in boundaries, like that's Mm -hmm. the bit where we cross over a bit. But for me, it's more, I guess, the policy side for yours, it's more the sort of mental health side. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how we navigate that. Mm -hmm. And we navigate it pretty well. We navigate it really well. You know? I think we had, I think in the true style of me and you, Maddie, when we first met, within a, when we got to know each other pretty well, you know, because we were friends at first, but, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't know each other really well. But I think when we started to be like, we're mates now, we talk a lot, we're talking yeah. about our businesses. Mm-hmm. And, and we're both like had buckets of therapy and of yeah. very upfront people. And I think we knew that about each other. We had a conversation one day, didn't we? Like, let's talk about this. Yeah. So it's not weird. Let's talk about the facts 
Yeah. <laughs> that our business overlaps. And how are we going to navigate that so our friendship doesn't go weird? Yes. And I mean, that's tip number one. <laughs> it's yeah. like address it and have a conversation and we can make this work yeah. but yeah it was like um I see so many people like y- you know my feelings about like phrases I know you feel the same where there's like these phrases that are banded about and sometimes I'm like oh could we have some nuance and mm. one of them is the is the kind of collaboration over competition I think a lot of people yeah. say that but I don't think a lot of people live that and I think we really yeah. try hard to 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 embody that yeah. and I mean for example we literally work together so we do this podcast mm-hmm. together you are a program coach in breakthrough and um, we've mm-hmm. got people please it to powerhouse our in-person workshop yeah, we wrote a workshop together yeah so we kind of came together and thought how can we bring our two approaches and like the the way that we approach this particular topic and actually make something really rounded and like a 360 thing for for our people and we also a thing that we do and we made this decision in this conversation didn't we right at the beginning was we actually don't take part in each other's programs like as in as a learner do you want to speak about why we did that like yeah because you've got a boundaries course I've got a boundaries course and I think that's the main one that we sort of we don't watch where we cross over Yeah. yeah yeah and the reason being is what we talked about earlier sometimes people don't know they're copying you know, and what happens is I'm obsessed with boundaries and I'm always learning about it in different ways to say it. Mm-hmm. And my worst fear would be that I watched your boundaries course, thought that was great. And next thing, I don't even know I'm doing it. I think I've got this new and I start saying something in the way that you said it. And I think that would be awful for us. Yeah. So we were just like, I'll not do burnout boundaries. You don't do bossy boundaries. And that's, and we've to this day, yeah. I've never done it. No. And that's our crossover, isn't it? Because you do other stuff like elevate. Yeah, that's yeah. not my area. Yeah. I could watch that. You could go on that. I'd just fine. be like, this is great. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, you could do my leadership course. It'd make no difference to your world. But um, it's that thing, isn't it? Where we cross over with, I think we're mindful, Maddie, aren't we? And yeah. I think what I really like about us is that, we're really openly mindful about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helps us never have those little icky feelings, yeah. you know, because we're so upfront about it. But we also use it to our advantage, which I think is great. We're like, we cross over here, but I fill out this side and you fill out that side. Mm. Let's do something where people get even more. Yeah. Because when they get us together, they get a more well-rounded version of the topic. So, yeah. I think we did good. I think we did really good. <laughs> I think I really like as well. Sometimes I get notifications and it'll say, uh, Maddie mentioned you in uh, Bosch or Salon Group. And yeah. I'll go and look at it. Uh, and it always makes me smile because someone will have asked you a question. Yeah. And you'll answer them by saying, my friend Haley would say this. Yeah. Instead of just saying, <laughs> here's the answer. Here's the answer, yeah. You're like, I want you to know where I got this answer from. Yeah. Which is so lovely. When I see that, I'm like, that's nice, Maddie. And you know, when I do that a lot, I send, if people ask me pricing questions, I know nothing about pricing. But when I'm teaching burnout and boundaries, we have to talk about getting your prices right, which is not my area. And I just literally in my course say, go and do Boss Your Profits. Yeah. Like, go and do it. I send them over there. I don't try and learn about it. I'm just like, not my area. Maddie's the queen. It's the same with me for leadership. I'm just like, leadership is just not my strong area at all go and see Hayley so I think we do really well with mm-hmm. signposting rather than going oh someone wants this and I could make a thing for this we just go 
go to the person who does this already like really well yeah. and we attribute each other I, do you know what I love as well is when you coach in breakthrough and I'm, I'm not in those calls but I obviously kind of watch them back and I love when you go Maddie would say this <laughs> <laughs> so you do it you do it like in breakthrough and you go Maddie's, Maddie's probably already told you this but and this and this is my sort of mental health perspective so I love that like we I think we know each other so well of like how it's almost like a what would Haley do what would Maddie do we can think of yeah. that but also like attribute it rather than passing mm. it off as our own I would just feel yeah so weird doing that I think we've got so much more to gain haven't we by staying in our lanes yeah and working together than me suddenly starting going well if I started teaching pricing yeah my course would be well-rounded it's like yeah. no no let's not get weird and I really and if anyone's listening thinking oh I want to I want to talk about the things or, or share the sort of message that we share but like how do we do this like in a sort of ethical way I have a lot of educators who like I have a like a referral code for for the master class with the calculator so I just have educators saying can I just send people to you or can I do like a kind of very top level but I'll I'll send them over to you and I'm so appreciative of that because it's like they've done that course or that you know that program and they've just been like I'm not going to make it I'm not going to like reinvent the wheel I'm going to introduce you to it and then go this is the person who's been doing this for years and yeah like knows what they're talking about so that's that's always a very nice thing to have done. Yeah, that's exactly what I do in Burnout and Boundaries, isn't it? I just go, here's a code, go see Maddie. <laughs> go see Maddie, <laughs> she'll deal with this. There's so much more to the client experience than just the time they're in your chair. And let's face it, there's never been more options when it comes to choosing their preferred hair and beauty professional. You can really set yourself apart from the competition by elevating the whole booking process and beyond. Timely's easy-to-use online booking system means clients can choose a time that suits them at a time that suits them. You can even integrate it with your social media accounts so you're making money while your clients are late night scrolling. Plus, if they're like me and much prefer an app over picking up the phone, with the client portal, they can see and reschedule upcoming appointments. No more missed phone calls or message ping-pong. Then, when they're in your chair with client profiles so you can see their appointment history at a glance, before and after photos, and even make their day when you remember exactly how they take their brew. And between visits, you can send personalised reminders, rewards and VIP services straight to their phone. Keep your rockstar clients coming back again and again and again. Visit gettimely.com to learn more and start your 14-day free trial. And because we've proudly partnered with Timely, New customers can get 50% off your first three months with the code COFFEE50. I was about to tell you this the other day. So obviously Aidan, he is a lot of the voice note shenanigans as I'm pottering around the house oh, yeah. listening. So he knows all of your voices. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and he went, you've started saying a Hayley phrase. And, uh, and I go, I go exactly this, exactly this. That's uh- you. <laughs> I've absorbed it. So I hope I'm not a copycat. It's just a, a uh, phrase. Exactly this. I do <laughs> say like, that. I, do I, say I took that. kick it down the road. I'd never really heard that until I spoke to you. And oh, I thought, kick it down the road is my favourite. I kick a lot of things down the road. Viv says that she, um, I say, uh, that's really smart. That's really, really smart. smart. When someone yeah. has a good idea, I go, that's really smart. That's really smart. Yeah. Uh, and she started saying that. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? How you do just like mm-hmm. pick up, but it's because we hear each other's voice so much, I think. So it's like the intonation and stuff. Yeah. Like that's very cute. Yeah. But I think that's a good example of like wanting to get close to someone or when you are close to someone, you do just sometimes absorb what they yeah. say. And often because yeah. you think it's funny or yeah. it makes loads of sense to you, 
you know, it feels like a powerful phrase. Exactly yeah. that. Exactly <laughs> that. It's like a little in in phrase, isn't it? Exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. But I think that's what happens between friends as well. You do sometimes adopt, it becomes a thing in your group, doesn't it? It's like it, a then? mannerism, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Because you just spend yeah. so much time together. So don't cancel me for coffee, but I just, I didn't even notice it. And then Aidan was like, you're saying that quite a lot. <laughs> Exactly that. <laughs> it's, it's funny, isn't it, though? But I think you don't even know you've got, like, phrases sometimes until yeah. that, you know, and someone says... Oh. Do you remember there was a period in our, in our voice note? I think it was really quite early for me joining the group chat and everyone started commenting on other people's things that they didn't say. I was like, oh, this yes. is too much observation for me. <laughs> yes, I know. We should tell people uh, who don't know who's in our group chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they'll yeah. be like, who are these other people? The mysterious group chat. Yeah, we have a group chat. And so it's Emma Fowler, who teaches colour, is in our group chat. And uh, Vivian Johns, the hairdresser social club. That's our that's our group chat. I love it. Yes. Um, and yeah, Aiden's, Aiden's an extension of it, as as are probably Vivian uh, Emma's fam. Sometimes we get to speak to the kids in the background as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love hearing you talk to Matilda. <laughs> oh, I know. Matilda, Emma's daughter, really likes my voice so which is just entertaining and so sometimes I just talk directly to her (laughs) Emma says she gets excited when she hears me I love that she was so confused when she met me in person oh yeah it was like you you live in the phone she was like it's the voice from the phone yeah I remember I remember Aiden once saw I can't remember which of you it was on stories and he was like oh it's really weird to see them like because he must have yeah, I just hear their voice. Yeah, I like to put a face to a name. He's just heard all the voices all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. So let's go back to copycatting. Mm, we digress yeah. in the ADHD style that we have. Yes, I think this. Like, I think let's talk about how it has felt, how it mm-hmm. how it's really felt for us. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, like no one's copied my business yet, and I'm so. I'm waiting for it and I don't think it's going to feel great because mental health is becoming so much more talked about. I think it was new and new to the industry when I started talking about it, but we're like four four or five years in now. I can't think maybe four years in. It's becoming much more popular. You know, obviously Mm -hmm. there's the Head Up campaign that I'm doing with L'Oreal, which is global. So it's going to become much more of a thing. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for someone copying (laughs) me. But I mean, I just think when someone when when someone buys the same trainers as me, I feel offended and raging. So I literally can't think about how it would feel for you when someone copied your business and your stuff. Like, how did it feel, Maddie? What happened? So there's like a, a sort of roller coaster. I think at first I was like raging because it feels really unjust and it feels, I think the sort of neurodiverse in me was like, this just is deeply unfair. And especially, yeah. like you say, when it was my webinar, when I'd, I'd put so much work into that, it was in the pandemic. I mean, anyone who's, I mean, my webinar is like two hours long. It's, it's heaps of sort of blood, sweat and tears that went into it. So mm-hmm. it just felt like someone's taken that and taking all the sort of hard work that goes in behind the scenes and in the run-up and just went, I'm just going to copy it. That's that's a bit that feels yeah. like unfair, is that before a thing becomes created, in, in like a sort of IP sense, there is so much behind the scenes to that. And that's what it feels like they're taking, you know, that they've taken from you. It's not just like I've copied your slides or I've copied your programme or course or whatever. My, my ego was just absolutely off the charts. Like just I, just, I could just feel that I was like, I was consumed by it. Yeah. The webinar one was the first big one that I had. And 
it really took so much of my energy. I remember speaking to my coach at the time, Josh, and he he said a couple of very poignant things. First thing he said is, "Is this a, if this has happened so quickly, is this the first time and will this be the last time? And I was mm. like, probably not. So it was basically like, this is part of doing business, so you'd need to handle it. And then he said, um, how would you feel if no one ever copied you? And I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, I'll be good. And he's like, well, yeah. So, and I guess it's the whole, it's flattery, but the way that he worded like really is, is like how I, how I had to oh, hear it. I'm going to really have to think about that. How will I feel if no one ever copies me? Yeah. I'm going to have to process that and have a really good think about it. That's, yeah, that's a good one to ponder on. I think there's some good stuff on the other side of that question. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to nick it and attribute that to Josh. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Josh, <laughs> by the way. And then from the sort of therapy vibes, I just kind of checked with like what's in my control because what is the point yeah. in raging about like you? You can't stop people from doing that. Like there's legal action and I have taken legal action against people when it yeah. when it is like blatant breach of IP. But I think if you are an innovator, like a natural innovator and you are coming up with this stuff and you all you keep coming up with stuff and you're very authentic. So those two things are really important to me, like innovation, integrity, authenticity. They just will never, ever catch up. And I've never, ever had one catch up. I've had people where they've tried a bit and fizzled out. I've had some of a little bit more persistent, but also by the time something of mine comes to sort of creation, I'm probably working on my second or third thing after that because mm-hmm. of just how how I work and how things kind of exist in my pipeline, in my head and in my business. So, and people can copy the the output, but they, they don't understand the strategy. And, yeah. you know, everything I do in my business has a, has a reason behind it, a strategy behind it. So all they can do is be on the back foot and, and start copying things. And But it just it just doesn't work. It never it never sticks. And I think what I think is that it looks quite obvious when someone's operating from a place of real, like, passion and being obsessed with their topic and, you know, getting the soapbox out and getting really excited to talk about their thing and, speaking on panels and speaking live and answering questions and Q&As, that's what separates the people who like know their shit and really care about it to someone who you can kind of see as like reading some notes or, yeah. do you know what I mean? The, the passion disappears. And I think actually for the for the viewer, that is really obvious. I think that there's a personal story behind what I teach and what you teach. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of life experience that has gone into these courses and it's so interesting I was talking to my friend uh, Daniel Mason Jones uh, the other day who is the guy who's uh, my partner on Head Up Uh, and he teaches leadership salon ownership business all sorts of things and we had this really interesting conversation where we both realized we both teach something that we were once really bad at yeah same like pricing I was terrible (laughs) yeah we were terrible at it we did a lot of work, personal work, to get better at it. And because we've done that journey, we can teach it from a really deep place. We can answer any question because there's a lot behind it. I didn't just get a cheat sheet about the top line of mental health because I'd really struggle to answer questions if that was the yeah. case. And I think that's what you're talking about. If people just come in and go, oh, that looks shiny and sexy, there's not enough in the background for them to teach it with like your whole heart and the passion and there's not enough knowledge in the background yeah my um my consultant Ross shout out Ross he says he calls it being a product of your product like 
we've made things yeah. that the old us would have just loved to have had. It would have prevented lots of pain and misery. And I just think you can tell when people really give a shit about the people, and especially with the people that they're working with. Like, I, I think I can spot a mile off someone who's going, this looks like easy money versus this is yeah. like a burning mission inside of me that I need to share with as yes. many people as possible. Like, yeah, and that's it. And I think if you if you're on that side, if you're a creative person, if you're innovative, and and this is why I really emphasize to people to to be authentic, especially on social media, and show themselves because if you do get copied and you've never shown your face, you've never spoken, that is going to be hard to discern from from like an outside perspective. Yeah. Whereas I, yeah. I get people, this is awful, but people say like, you know, so and so is like Maddie from Wish, like when you order Maddie from Wish, <laughs> and, like, do you know what I mean? And that's but that's what it kind of feels like. Yeah. So just just keep yeah. being you and keep keep doing things that you love doing and that you that you really deeply care about and it it won't matter. Those people will not be around, you know, in a few months to come. I think we've noticed that within our group, you know, me, you, Emma, Viv, we've seen people who seem like they're copying any of us at any given mm-hmm. time and none of it's lasted. None of us are still worried about it. No, not at all. It's never but lasted, has it? Ones that I even forget about, and then I go, "Oh, what happened to such a person?" When, yeah. but at the time, you know, you're like, "Oh God, you know, this person's copying me." But yeah, they mm-hmm. they they just come and they go, and they move on to something else, or they move on to another yeah. business model, or they'll the next mentors mm-hmm. version of things. They'll they'll yeah. just tend to follow yeah. a new a new thing yeah. and move on. And I think if I was going to be kind, think about this: it's they're looking for their thing. Yeah, they're, just they're looking lost, for their I thing think, and yeah. they've not found it. You know, when people yeah. are moving from subject to subject, they're looking for the thing that sticks that's theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You're very um, diplomatic, Haley, more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I try so hard to find the empathy when people are doing things that I don't love. Mm. I try and think what their motivation is and, you know, if I was going to think the best what is what's happening yeah it's good for myself how can we be generous with our intention yeah that's yeah I just yeah and I think sometimes people are just looking to move direction aren't they and they're trying things on and they don't stick and but just don't try on the same trainers as you (laughs) literally don't don't do it I know I feel like I'm moving away from trainers because everyone's wearing trainers now (laughs) yeah well I was a I was a short-lived crocfluencer for, but that was good though I was buzzing that so many people got Do into you know crocs. what I was just thinking about you and crocs the other day I just thought I've not seen Maddie have we moved on so I'll tell you what the problem is there Hayley since I've had my color analysis is very few of my crocs are my color I've got some camel ones right. which should be okay but the rest of them are so I've got like pink glittery ones tie-dye ones lilac ones so if anyone's yeah. a size eight, UK size eight, and wants some, you crocs, should, let me know. maybe you need to sell a job lot. You know, wear it. Emma. Emma's the same size as you. She'd love it. She? Yeah, Emma's an eight. Send her a Crocs gift pack. I'm bringing a bucket of used Crocs down my gift. She'd be so thrilled, wouldn't she? So I do wear them sometimes. But honestly, people get pissed off if I come to an event. The first thing people look at is my shoes and like, why not wearing Crocs? Like they're mad. Yeah. <laughs> You're like. I'm into Gucci loafers now, folks. I know. Well, when I got the Gucci loafers, I was like, these are so expensive. I am never, ever, ever taking them off. Yeah, I'm going to wear these till they fall off my feet. So I live in those now. And then got into Hoka running shoes. I don't run, but they are the comfiest trainers ever. Have you got they're the right colours? Well, mine, are, mine were white, but now they're very much not white. And off-white mm-hmm. is my colour, so maybe that works. But I do, <laughs> I have be been fine. dabbling in 
they've got some nice sort of peachy colour ones I've, I've mm-hmm. had my eye on. So, but mm-hmm. I can recommend. I just love a comfy trainer. So you're moving away from Crocs. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Crocs, my day. <laughs> oh, it was a wild this. ride. The Crocs. I mean, you were I all know. in. That was, was a long hyper focus. <laughs> It's really long. I'm still in TikTok garlic bread. I had um, Aidan's on holiday at the moment. I said at the gym, I feel like I'm in home alone because I keep forgetting. I, I forgot that it was bin day. I keep forgetting to set my alarm because I just don't do that. That's an Aidan thing. I had to wash up yesterday, Hilly, and I was traumatized. Wow. And then yeah. today, three maintenance men knocked on to say they're going to jump over my neighbor's fence. I thought this feels very home alone. Like I'm going to have to put some marbles <laughs> down the stairs. I'm not sure I'm safe. No, and I've literally all I've eaten is protein yogurt, TikTok garlic bread. I had three the other day. Toast, our favourite. So and he didn't come back and yeah and feed me properly. Yeah, do the adult in. Do the adult in. Exactly. So I'm I'm very appreciative of him because I, I realise actually that he just follows me around and sorts me life out. I have a feeling you've got a shameless plug, Haley Jepson. Oh, I totally Do you want have. Sling it in. Go I have on. totally got a shameless plug, people. Go for it. And so on the 14th of November at half seven, I am doing a free webinar called From Snowed Under to Slaying It. And it's all about how not to burn out in the Christmas season. It's free, it's about an hour long, and it's live. And so you can go sign up for that now. The link is in my bio on Instagram, and it's going to be in the show notes of this episode. So get signed up and come and get some free education around burnout. Yay, we love a Christmas freebie. Yeah, 14th of November. I'm going to come along and I'm going to copy it and then make a yeah. <laughs> two of the day after. Please don't <laughs> anyone do that. <laughs> Lush. It was, yeah, it's a great, it's a great masterclass. That'll be really good. It's good. I ran it last year for the first time and I think, oh, I'm going to do it again. It's great. Yeah. I think I'm doing it a little bit earlier this year. It's going to be mid-November, but it works even if you're already fully booked. Because the thing yes. is, when I was hairdressing, I was fully booked for Christmas from October. And so I would it's sometimes think, oh, this won't work for me because I'm already mm-hmm. fully booked. There's nothing I can do. But it absolutely is. This workshop is designed for people who are already, if you're already fully booked with no wiggle room and you think, what am I going to do? This workshop's for you. Amazing. Yeah. I always love your workshops. It'll be, it'll be lush. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be fun. Let's do hyperfocus. Hyperfocus. So... What have you got? I have I have a funny one. I was driving Aidan to the airport and he was looking through my Apple Music because I said, I'll put some music on. And he was just creased because he's like, you listen to the same music from when you were 16. Like like yeah, my gym playlist has got like Arctic Monkeys on. So he's like, this was from like 2008. I'm like, yeah. but I love it. And he's really into new music. So I just kind of wait till yeah. he tells me who to listen to. And I really love country music, like bluegrass, like very sad sort of stuff like that. Well, I've got a recommendation for you, Hayley. There's a guy called Zach Bryan, um, like a youngish guy, I think he's from Oklahoma. And I've put his essentials on and I have, it will be in my Apple Music top one. It's the new Hamilton soundtrack for me. But I think you'll get this reference because you you watch Parks and Rec, don't you? Yes, I love it. Yeah. Do you remember the character played by Bo Burnham and he's the, the country and western young guy singer they're trying to get to the festival and he has a song and it's called like um, Beautiful Like My Mom Brackets um, Support the Troops or something like that. <laughs> and he sings it and he's <laughs> I like, don't remember. he's like, bring them home boys. And I, I, every time I listen to him, I kind of laugh because I think this is the same person. But um, 
amazing. Some very good bops. I'm already like learning the words. It's ingrained in my head. So I'm I'm in the Zach Bryan hype this week. Oh, that's good. I'm going to get yeah. on that. I do love a bit of country. I do. So good. When I, I checked into a hotel the other day when I was working and they had a smooth country on in the in the room when I walked in, I was like winning so yes. much fun. My hyper focus is uh, it's really a follow on from what I've been obsessing about for the past few weeks, which is, you know, it's a lead on from the I got an autumn, you know, I'm an autumn in my colouring yeah. like you. I got yeah. obsessed with makeup in general. I got yeah. very TikToky, following everyone, buying all sorts of random stuff on TikTok that didn't pan out very well. And then I discovered House Labs, which is uh, Lady Gaga's makeup range. And nice. I got fully obsessed with it because I couldn't get hold of it. This was the problem. It's only in Sephora and Sephora is only in London. It's not in Manchester yeah. where I live. So I ordered it online. I got the wrong color, but that made me even more determined to get it. And so I've gotten, fu- I've got an update. Oh, yeah. I, I was working recently in London and they had a Sephora nearby. And so I carved myself out an hour to get Amazing. to Sephora and I hit the house labs stand hard. I bought everything. I was like rubbing the foundations on, trying to get the right color. And then I thought might as well get the concealer while I'm here. I'm going to try these lipsticks. And so I bought a big bag of house labs and I'm, I think it's brilliant and uh, I'm totally obsessed. And you've got it on now? I've got it on now. If you're on YouTube, you you can see the glow. I feel like we should get paid for these things, by the way. (laughs) I was thinking if Lady Gaga would like to sponsor us, we'd be really open to that. Yeah, just (laughs) if anyone's people can speak to our people. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. I want to give a hyper-focus shout-out, actually, to, to our wonderful friend and client, Kim D, who, um, oh, who her and her husband were listening to the episode where we talked about air fryers, and great guy, decided to go for the double, the big doubler. Yes. Um, yes. So consider yourself influenced. Please tell us if you, yes. if you tap into any of our hyper-focuses. We, we want to see <laughs> what yours are as well, because we want to, like, not feel mad for having new focuses every week. But I love that. I also like to be inspired. Well, now I'm going to need this makeup. So when I go to Salon International, I'm sucking it off. I'm going to Sephora. Sephora. Yeah. yeah. Get a whole new face. I did the quiz and I didn't do very well. I was mm. one shade out, but it made a massive oh, difference. That's, that's it. It's no. got to be, especially when we're fair, like it's, you can't, you can't have a shade out. No, because I looked like a goth. I look like my younger <laughs> self. <laughs> like past lives us. Hayley, it's been a pleasure. And I'm I'm glad that we could talk about that and not lose our rag. So well done us. Yes, I think we're very level. Grown very up, level. Yeah. We'll see what happens when someone copies my business. I might not yeah. be so level. You might need to talk me down. Someone's going to do a podcast called like Tea Isn't Brunch. And then we'll be hello. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon. I know, sideline. Oh, thanks, Maddie. It's been fun. See you next week. All right, see you in a bit. Bye. Please support those who support us. Check out Timely, who we recommend as our favourite booking system. New customers can use code COFFEE50 to get 50% off their first three months. Go to gettimely.com or find the link in the show notes. Once again, thanks for listening to Coffee Isn't Lunch. If you enjoyed this episode and think more people should hear it, we'd love it if you took a second to rate and review us. Don't miss out on our next episode. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time.